0: Welcome to episode one of Lymphedema Podcast. I'm so excited to use this platform to help you learn more about lymphedema. If you're listening today, it's likely because you were recently told by your doctor that you have lymphedema. After the appointment, you probably started Googling, what is lymphedema? While doing that, you probably also looked at the images and are now scared to death. Make me a promise that you won't Google or WebMD search lymphedema for the next week until you have had some time to process. Deal? Okay, you have some questions, and I hope to answer them. First, I want to encourage you, lymphedema is not a death sentence. You can still live a healthy and active life. Second, there's a learning curve to this disease, so allow yourself grace and cut yourself some slack when you don't get it just right. Okay, now then, let's get ready to talk about what lymphedema is. Today's pilot episode of Lymphedema Podcast is basically the question I get most in the clinic. What is lymphedema? The questions that follow are usually, is there a cure? How do I keep it from getting worse? And can I still use my blank, insert, whichever body part has been affected? We'll get to those too. First, let's start with what lymphedema is. Lymphedema is the abnormal buildup of lymph fluid in the region of the body where there has been a dysfunction of the lymphatic system. Lymph is the fluid that our lymphatic system filters through to remove waste and toxins from the bloodstream. Lymph itself is a clear fluid that consists of proteins, cell fragments, water, and fatty acids. On average, the human body produces 3 liters of lymph fluid a day. If you don't drink a ton of water every day, then you may not think 3 liters is a whole lot, The average size of a water bottle is 20 ounces, so that's five water bottles of fluid a day. The lymphatic system creates a plexus that covers the entire body, excluding the teeth, bone marrow, and tissues that don't have a blood supply. I don't know about you, but when I think about the word plexus, I think about the people who sell that pink drink and drive the Lexus. This plexus is nothing like that. The plexus we are talking about is basically a mesh-like covering. They're holes created by the connecting strands that create the intricate web like formation. Lymph vessels can be found as superficial as just beneath the skin or as deep as the thoracic duct. Google it. It's one of two structures that passes through our diaphragm. When I say lymphatic system, what comes to your mind first? Did you think about the glands in your throat that swell up when you're sick? You're correct. Lymph nodes filter the fluid and produce an immune response when a foreign particle is present. Meaning, when you're sick, your lymph nodes swell. There are countless lymph nodes throughout your body that work day and night to protect you from an illness. That was a lot of anatomy, so let's recap a few things. Lymph fluid is a mixture of water, proteins, and other cell particles the body is constantly filtering. Lymph nodes filter that fluid. The plexus and lymph vessels carry the fluid throughout the body. Now that we've covered the anatomy of the lymphatic system, let's talk about what happens if there's a glitch. When there's a breakdown in the lymphatic system causing lymphedema, the body doesn't know to produce less lymph. There isn't a red light that blinks to indicate a problem. The body just continues to function as if nothing had happened. The breakdown in the system can be primary or secondary. Primary meaning you were born with a compromised lymphatic system that was able to function before this point. Secondary meaning there was an injury, a surgery, or an infection that caused the dysfunction. If your doctor has given you a diagnosis of primary lymphedema or secondary lymphedema, there's no difference in the treatment because the body still produces the same amount of lymph. The fluid begins to collect in that region that has the impaired lymphatic system. As an example, A man has been diagnosed with breast cancer. He has a biopsy, followed by removal of five lymph nodes from his right underarm. Following radiation, he begins to notice swelling in his right hand and is unable to wear his watch. This is an example of secondary lymphedema. Our lymphatic system is divided into regions by the watersheds that border them. For the sake of keeping your attention, I'm not going to give you too many details on what watersheds are, You can research that and then tune in for the episode that will cover watersheds more specifically. That being said, the watersheds have an important role in the lymphatic system by keeping the fluid contained in its region. If you're new to lymphedema, it may sound crazy and overwhelming, but this is actually really good news. Lymphedema does not spread throughout your body. It's contained in the region where it originates. The watersheds prevent the fluid from actively moving from one region to the other. It's important for me to add here that it is possible and not uncommon to have lymphedema in more than one region. That will be covered in a future episode as well. Let's review again before moving on. Lymph fluid is a mixture of water, proteins, and other cell particles the body is constantly filtering. Lymph nodes filter the lymph fluid. The plexus and lymph vessels carry the lymph fluid through the body. When there's a glitch in the system, fluid begins to accumulate in that region. Watersheds divide the body regions to keep the built-up fluid from spilling over into another region. Another thing I want to review before moving forward are the differences in primary and secondary lymphedema. Primary is genetic or related to another disease you already have, and secondary is related to an injury or trauma to the skin that damages the lymphatic structures. So finally, what I want to cover is what lymphedema is not. Lymphedema in the legs is often labeled as swelling because the lymphedema may decrease after rest or elevating your legs while sleeping. It's really common to think the swelling is caused by increased salt or being on your feet too long. Many doctors will prescribe a water pill with no long-term decrease in swelling. Most of the time, people will take one or two water pills for a set amount of time just to find that the fluid is still there. Lymphedema is not the same as retaining fluid from increased salt intake. Because the lymph fluid is high in protein, the water pills don't decrease the amount of lymph fluid being retained. Yes, you will still pee more than before, but it's not removing the lymph. It's important to note that you can become dehydrated while taking water pills, so be sure to have plenty of water on hand. Lymphedema is not swelling from being on your feet too long. When the legs are involved, the swelling is usually at its worst by the end of the day because of gravity, or after sleep is when it's the least, also because of gravity. Lymphedema in the arms is most common after breast cancer treatment or an injury. When you've had treatment for breast cancer, there are a few things you can do to take precaution. However, there's not much you can do to prevent the lymphedema. After a lumpectomy or lymph node biopsy, you are considered in stage zero. Stage zero does not have visible signs of swelling, but the lymphatic system has been compromised and has potential to retain lymph fluid in that limb. Lymphedema after breast treatment is not something that you cause by lifting your arms above your head or picking up a small child. It's the result of a damaged system and a side effect of cancer treatment. Before we close up here, I want to review this section of what lymphedema is not. It is not swelling that can be removed by taking a water pill or two. Gravity does play a role in the appearance, causing it to be worse at the end of the day and better after sleep or elevating your legs. When related to breast cancer, really, cancer treatment in general, it's not often a direct result of anything you have done to cause it. Here are some takeaways from today's episode. One, Lymphedema is the result of a dysfunction in the lymphatic system. Two, it can occur anywhere there is skin. Three, lymphedema does not spread from one region to the other until it becomes a systemic problem. Fourth, primary and secondary lymphedema are two categories of lymphedema. And fifth, the earlier you begin treatment, the better. Lymphedema is manageable and there are people who can help you search them out and listen to their what's going to sound crazy advice. In addition to the takeaways, I want to give you three applications that you can use um, in your lymphedema journey. One, if you've been diagnosed with lymphedema, find a certified lymphedema therapist in your area to help you manage your lymphedema. If there's not one in your area, Facebook has some support pages where you can ask a therapist for suggestions. Two, It's not unusual to have lymphedema in more than one region. If you think you have lymphedema in more than one region, talk to your doctor or CLT about it. They'll be able to clarify this for you. An example of more than one region is if you think you have it in both your legs, your head, your neck, or your arm. Third, if you have lymphedema in one region, it's not likely that it will spread across to the other regions. Mother Teresa says Loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you've enjoyed learning more about what lymphedema is. Email me with your story if you would like to share podcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.